find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, 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 what up, everyone? And welcome to another episode of the world famous, the award-winning, the award-nominated Behind the Baller podcast, a.k.a. BTB. That name will be changing very, very soon. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, a.k.a. the Korean John Cusack, a.k.a. the Wash Lord, a.k.a. Back Nine Ben, a.k.a. Bounce Back Ben. This show is brought to you by none other than the world-famous Dust Brothers Productions. That's Miles Davis and my guy, Jordan Winter. They're both my guys, okay? They're the best in the fucking game. It's not up for argument. It's not up for discussion. It's not up for nothing. That's it. All right, with original music by Lakey, the genius. Lakey, Lakey Lake, Lakey Inspired. Um, original theme song by Little Cartel. A lot going on, guys. Uh, new episode. Uh, sorry we didn't get a Thursday going. Miles was out of town. We had a lot of shit. And uh, again, um, you know what? Fuck that. Let's get into it, guys. So I thought maybe I had COVID. I don't fucking know. Man. Kids were sick as shit. They miss school. Um, I hate when London miss fucking school. It was... Uh, it, it, it was a tough one, you know, um, anytime London gets sick, you know, that shit, the world stops for me because, uh, you know, I'm thinking, okay, are we going to the ER? Are we not? How much fucking albuterol do I got to administer? Do we got to do prednisone? What do we got to do? But, um, uh, he's all right now, you know, kids, are, they're just growing so fucking fast. Every time I see them, it's just like something changes. And, um, I've had a fucked up throat, body aches for like the last week, I don't think it's COVID. I don't know. But I, I had a question. How do you guys recover when you're sick? You know? I mean, honestly, I'm always looking for like, you know, um, I don't know. I'm just always looking for like, you know, anyone have any remedies or shit like that, you know, because I'm, I'm just always looking for uh, some sort of fucking just little hack. You know, I know people like elderberry this and that and CMOS and all this other shit. But um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just curious. And speaking of being sick um, or health, you know, I'm up for a colonoscopy and that shit ain't going to be no motherfucking fun. That is definitely just not something that uh, I look forward to. And um, it should be done once a year if you were over 40. Thank God for great health insurance. It's expensive as fuck, but it is what it is. If you, um, and speaking of insurance, we're going to get into that in a second too. Jesus Christ, just flashed my brain for a second. Um, it's been hell of a fucking week. If you have never got a colonoscopy, just know it is hell. Like, you have to drink this stuff called Easy Light. Um, fasting ain't shit for me now because I'm so used to it. But you drink only Easy Light and then water so your fucking bowels are clean. You are drinking this shit until you are shitting clear. Just water, that's it. You're not shitting nothing else. And then you're put to sleep, take some propofol, you're down for like 45 minutes to an hour, maybe you take the best sleep of your life. 
and uh, they put pretty much a six foot tube inside your ass. It is not a joke. I'm being dead ass serious. It's fucking crazy. Then you wake up and they find out what the fuck's wrong. See if there's anything in there. You know, make sure you you, you know you ain't got no cancer or nothing. And you know that's what it is. So um, I saw an ad online. It just made me think about something. So I'm thinking about my kids a lot lately. And I just got new term life insurance. Regular life insurance is definitely fucking super fucking expensive at, to try to start at fifty. But I got term life insurance. Nothing crazy, you know couple mil, but, uh, you know, you really got to think about, fuck that. I got to protect my kids. You know, it's going to make sure that, you know, you, you know, I make my kids equal beneficiaries to something. And, you know, just in case, man, you just never know what the fuck's going to happen in the future. And I think about it a lot. You know, I worry about my kids a lot now and I think about what are they going to do? And I know it's super early and I got to live in the moment now, but that doesn't mean I can't prepare. And, um, yeah, no, it's just, it's just something that's on my mind. You know, it's been a very fucking weird week. Played a lot of golf. And unfortunately this week, while well, I'm playing golf today, and um, I'll talk about that after the break, but played a lot of golf this week. And um, been playing great, but I've had a weird week. After uh, playing around with Eric Lottery, it's like a you know massive golf influencer now. Driving on the freeway, and a pickup truck is in front of me, and I see this rubber black. I don't know. Looked like it was rubber because the way it bounced. It's this rubber cube fall off a pickup truck, and it hits my car. And it, you know, I hear a little bit of a thump. No big deal. Drive over it. Then I hear some crazy sounds. I'm like. The fuck is that? Didn't think anything about it. Me and, me and Eric are just talking. Get to his hotel, and it tore off my whole fucking front right side grill. Now, you know, I don't know. It was like six to ten thousand dollars in damage. I was like, this is a fucking nightmare. So I call my insurance company, file a claim, and in eighteen years, I filed maybe five claims. Right? And let's just say they paid out. Not necessarily to me, just in general. They might have taken $250,000 loss, maybe. You think about in the last 18 years how many fucking cars I've had. The premiums. How much I must have spent on insurance on Rolls Royces, Lamborghinis, Ferraris, Bentleys, you name it. McLarens. Every fucking car under the sun. And that's a consistent 18 fucking years plus that I've been driving these whips. Right, these motherfuckers canceled my car insurance policy for different things, right? And it's wild because right now I didn't even know this. I talked to an adjuster, and they said that um, and talked to my underwriter. You can't get car insurance in California right now for a car that's worth like over a hundred grand. Like car insurance right now, they're not writing new policies. It's literally just a lose-lose situation for them because there's so much fraud, there's so much other shit or whatever the fuck it may be. I don't do fraud, but they can't decide and they're just taking L's. So I had to fucking go in there and be like, yo, fuck this. Y'all need to figure this out because I didn't been a fucking long-time customer and I've paid way more than you motherfuckers have paid out to me. So, you know, that happened. And then, amazing shit. 
I'm booking a trip for the holidays and how I've been kind of just, you know, using, you know, points and things like that. I've amassed an insane amount of points over the last six, seven years. I've traveled a shit ton. I've used my cards for a ton of different things. I have great credit. Logging in the app on my fucking bank. And I realized that two million points are missing. Award travel points. Now, for those who don't get it, it took me six years to get a lot of these points. And I've, I've hoarded them, waited for things, you know. These things have taken care of first class flights to Hawaii, first class flights to Asia. This is six figures in points. So now I'm tripping. And because my account was hacked and this person had added their name as a user on my account, I immediately thought of one person. Because you have to go through a series of questions. You have to know the right shit. I don't know. And I'll be honest with you. There's only one person in the world I could think of that would know that stuff. Now, I'm not insinuating. I'm just saying that's just the truth. So the bank goes into an investigation. Mind you, I've had a relationship with this bank for a long time. There's been a lot of money that's gone through there. I've done a great business with these people. They cancel the credit card, which I don't use very much except for gas and shit like that, right? I ain't buying shit. And um, I call my private banker. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? This is 9.15 at nighttime, Saturday night. And he's like, look, we're going to have to do our due diligence. We would, if you had $5,000, you had this, whatever, but there's a different level of what we're doing here. So, you know, obviously we need to fucking, uh, you know, I need to get this escalated to something else. So I was like, yeah, you motherfuckers need to because I'll fuck around and go to a different fucking bank. You know what I mean? So end up spending like a few hours on the phone with these people. Um, I'm supposed to be getting all my points back. Thank God. There's some other shit that's going to be, you know, hopefully fixed, but it's crazy, man. When I think about my life and being resilient, I've had to be resilient at different points in my life. Sometimes once or twice a year, sometimes once, you know, I've often, a lot of shit happens to me. I'm outside. I do things here and there, but if you're not prepared, you're not just physically strong, but most importantly, mentally strong. And you can't just adapt or just, you know, to curveballs being thrown to you, right? Then you're fucked. Because there's motherfuckers out there right now who can't hit a strike ball down the middle, like a meatball down the middle. They can't hit that. So what are you going to do when a screwball or a slider or a nasty curveball comes your way? You got to be ready. Straight up. And that's another reason why I encourage people to, you know, try to get started in the game of golf. It's a lot of parallels. It's hard. It's tough. And um, I got into this discussion with this girl. And she had said something real deep. and it was, it was crazy. And she was like, you know, making the same mistake more than twice isn't a mistake. It's a choice, you know? A mistake repeated more than once is a decision. And I had to agree with her. I was like, damn, you're right. You know, I used to say my bad a lot. That was my way of, you know, taking accountability. But, you know, when you fuck up, you got to own up to it. And 
that ain't going to be good, especially, you know, when um, I was a married man. And again, remember guys, you know, that's, that's a lot of years. We're talking almost 14 years, you know, you think about my life has changed dramatically. Now, there's parts of my life that I love and I think I spoke about it here, you know, like I'm the boss of my house. Not that I wasn't before, but I mean like nobody can tell me shit in this house. I don't give a fuck who it is, the police, the you know, my mom, anyone, right? I don't have to answer to anybody. It does get a little lonely, right? But I have maybe two days a week where I do have a lot of alone time. And even though I'm very independent, it is nice to have conversation here and there. But most people don't know what I'm going through. You could have gone through a divorce and still not know what I'm going through. You know, the compassion is different. They think whatever, and everyone's got their own problems. So I'm not really tripping. But there are times where I enjoy like, damn, I'm just chilling, just kicking it watching a show, whatever. But I know I got a lot coming up. I got the holidays. I need to recharge my batteries. You know, I did play a lot of golf this week. Um, but, you know, I, I watched a lot of golf too. I watched some other things and just do a lot of reflecting, a lot of thinking. And I took one of those drives, you know, through um, Koreatown. Don't recognize a lot of shit. I, I take one of them drives. And again, remember, in 14 years, I took that drive over there prior to separation and divorce. I took that drive, you know, four times maybe, maybe less even. And in the last eight months, I might have driven over there like eight or nine times, you know. And I think about things that my sister used to say to me when I used to be content with my friend used to work at a grocery store. I was like, yeah, shit, I just want to work. Shout out to make money. So I worked at Burger King, right? And my sister's like, fuck that. Dad got you out of there because he wanted better for you. He wanted you to rub elbows with, you know, and shoulders with, you know, bigger people, bigger dreams. And I was, but I was happy as fuck. You know, my sister's like, nah, man, fuck that. Look what those people are doing now. They work at Trader Joe's here and there. And I'm like, not to knock Trader Joe's, I get it. You know, they have a union job, whatever. But yeah, they're not in the same position. They don't have the same experiences, you know, that I've had and, I think about my old friends that I've known from elementary school who I once in a while chime in with and there's a point where we didn't speak for 20 years and then I talk to them like, damn, some of them are doing okay, some of them aren't. Some of them are homeowners, some of them are not. But they definitely don't live the life I live and I have dumbed down my life 80%. And I thought about it like, I used to have a problem being in the one percentile right? I just wanted to be more like everyone else. I didn't want anything better than anyone else. I wanted to mix in. I wanted to blend in. When I got fucking kicked out of school and I had to fucking move up to Albany, when I say Albany, Albany, California, which is a suburb of fucking you know, Berkeley, I was like, man, I just want to be chill. I'm not trying to be, you know, these motherfuckers are living. The bar is low here. Real talk, sorry. Good people, but I'm saying the bar for like, you know, Living it's just it's it's not the same. But then I really realized that shit just wasn't for me. And I realized at a young age too, I was different. So finally I knew I knew I just needed to embrace it. Now, I don't unwelcome those who also excel at things or also have rare occurrences in their lives, hence why they call me the, the Forrest Gump. That's fine. 
but I will blend in better with the people who have experienced the things that I have. If I want to say, you know what? Fuck this. I want to go play golf in Cabo tomorrow. Yo, you ready to go, Frankie? Let's rock. Let's go. We can go. Now, mind you, I can do that on, on the times I don't have the kids or whatever, but I'm just saying it's a lot different. Some people just can't get up and go. It's like, man, I'm just going to do this. You know what? I don't feel like packing. I'm just going to fucking get whatever. You know, I'll, be, I'll find some clothes, right? I love Uniglo. It's just so simple and chill. Great. But you know, you blend in with the right people. Some people with street knowledge, some people with, you know, Ivy League education. But one thing I just can't be around are people. It's a turnoff with women. Women say all the time, what turns them off, bad breath, whatever the fuck it may be. Hygiene is, is extremely important to me. But having poor grammar, that, that fucks me up. Long term, for sure. Short term, like, you know, chit chat, little short acquaintance, whatever here and there. All right, cool. No, bro, no big deal. That shit is, wow, that shit fucks me up. Now, switching gears. I've been thinking about minimalizing a lot of things, and I have been. Still have a lot of shit. But, you know, I've, wow, I cannot tell you. You know, when you live in a fucking 6,000 square foot house, and you filled it up to the fucking brim, you're like, damn. You know, I've gone real accustomed to living the, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I was suffering from the always trying to find better, upgrade, always get the bigger, better syndrome. And then you realize, nah, man, that ain't it, right? Wow, all these years, I could have went lower Maybe I could have won a championship, you know? Got to get the new clubs. And mind you, they're free, right? They're given to me. So it's like, boom, you know? Like, I'm just going to fucking get a new driver. I'm going to get this. I'm dialed in with this, this. And I get it. It's, I'm following a trend and it's capitalism. And I get it and it's cool. But it's like, I've realized there's people out there that can't. And I understand I'm in the one percentile, but at the same time, it just makes it even worse. I just like to be consistent. And consistency is key. You know, there are motherfucking real champions out there. Tiger Woods, you name it. They have one wearing, uh, using fucking 10-year-old clubs, 20-year-old putter. So, you know, there's dudes out there that are still wearing old Jordans out in, the, you know, P.J. Tucker, I don't know, Russell Westbrook, throw on throwbacks, and they're out there balling. Michael Jordan was balling in fucking Jordan 1s. I couldn't imagine playing basketball in Jordan 1s with the technology of shoes they're out right now. But I'm just saying, like, I don't give a fuck about Spotify. What the fuck is Spotify wrapped? I mean, I appreciate everyone out there that's listening to the podcast on Spotify. So I don't need it. I got Apple. Fuck I need both for. Right? I'm not trying to upgrade anything. I'm trying to bring peace in my life, have less possessions, and have more, just a more fulfilling life with my children. Right, and getting better at golf. Someone asked me about my wallet the other day on Twitter. And I told them, I said, I'm rocking a fucking $12 Amazon brand card holder. Because that shit is super efficient and I love it. And someone's like, fucking Apple card. <laughs> I was like, doc, I got fucking 17 credit cards. I $640,000 in open unsecured credit. 
and I'm using one fucking, not even less than 1% of the credit limit on there. I don't need to flex a Lueve Goyard wallet anymore. I, I just don't. Need and want are two totally different things. I don't need or want anything for myself personally. And I just mean my possessions, right? Because the always trying to upgrade just because you can is going to cause a lot of problems. Now, I'm going to jump into a break real quick. Oh, man, my kids got their report cards. And Ryder is a genius. He, he's a social butterfly. He is like the most popular kid in his class. You know, he's struggling fourth grade. That, again, it's crazy. But he got his report card and he has fucking straight A's. I was fucking shocked. He has the toughest teacher in the school. Meanwhile, London has three A's and four B's. Just better than the grades I got, you know, and he's very smart, but he's having a really tough time. And obviously, no, you know, why? Because he's, you know, going through a tough time right now. And he's the oldest and and he's having a lot of anxiety in class. And me and his teachers had a conference this week and um, it's fucking me up. My daughter, she's not doing very good in, in school. She's doing okay. But, you know, London and Ryder had, at her age were doing really well. So I'm like, not super concerned because first grade, it's like, eh. But I don't want her to get in a pattern of just, you know, I think she has more distractions with TikTok and phones and YouTube shorts and all that type of shit. But I know that there's sadness in my kids and that, that, that bothers me. For all the parents out there, you don't understand. But right before I go to sleep the other night, Ryder was singing... I wish I could go back in time. You know, the good old days. I miss the good old days, Dad. And it, that shit fucked me up. You know? I'd rather sleep with me. He's too old to sleep with me. It's a big-ass kid. That motherfucker's wearing a, a small, almost a medium in, in men's show, you know, clothes. Like, he's wearing a small men's. You know, it's just this crazy. That's why this trip this weekend will be very much needed. And I'm excited, but you hear the music, you know what time it is. It's time for a little break real quick, and we'll be right back, y'all. What everyday seasonal purchases do you put on a credit card? Gas, groceries, gifts, no matter what you're buying this season, when you use the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card, you can build your credit scores with on-time payments for everyday purchases. Plus, there's no annual fee, interest, or credit checks to get started. Credit is so important, and this is a card to help you get on the right track. No annual fees, no interest, no credit check to apply. Use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Build credit while using your own money. With the Chime checking account, get paid up to two days early and with direct deposit. With a qualifying direct deposit, you can get access to your money sooner. Fee-free overdraft with SpotMe. Overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe and Chime, and it will spot you up to your limit when you make a debit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. 
ditch the monthly fees. Chime has no monthly minimum balance or overdraft fees. Access 60,000 plus fee-free ATMs. That's more than the top three national banks combined. Easily find one near you with the Chime app. Send and receive money. Pay friends through Chime, Chime members or not, and cash out your money fee-free. Start building your credit. Open a Chime checking account with at least $200 qualifying direct deposit to get started. To get started, go to chime.com slash baller. That's C-H-I-M-E dot com slash baller. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stride Bank NA member FDIC out of network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Call 1-844-244-6363 for details. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Tis the season to get gifts for your loved ones. Do exchange gifts, cards, vacations, experiences, donations, or do you focus on enjoying time together? Whether or not your family gives gifts during the holidays, you get to define how to give yourself a gift. And the holidays are a great time to do that. So whether it's by starting therapy, going easier, on yourself during the tough moments, or treating yourself to a day of complete rest, remember to give yourself some love this holiday season. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com baller today to get 10% off your first month. I use BetterHelp, guys. Okay, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash baller. What's up, y'all? We're back. You know, I joined uh, Instagram Live last night on the Baller Busters page. And if you were not following at Baller Busters, it's just an amazing page. They really expose fraud, scammers, people out there doing bad, taking people's money. And, you know, it's a team that does this. They work with, you know, some of them are lawyers. They're anonymous. They work with a really strong legal team. And it was an amazing fucking live. There's a page called at goob underscore you two. This dude does the Lord's work. He's just amazing. It was just, I heard so many scammers names. It's wild. And I just found out so much shit about other people. And just, I just like that hush puppy dude. And there's like a new version of him. Um, And for those of you wondering why I didn't speak on the envy situation, I was saying, damn, damn, is because I know him. And once Caesar Pena spoke publicly that he wasn't involved, I was like, all right, well, I don't know, man. You know, like, I need more facts. But this guy who's been the loudest on putting uh, the dirt out on Caesar and Envy, his name is Tony the Closer, he really brought some more clarity and receipts. It sucks. It's fucked up. You know, it's, it's I hope, I, I don't know what's going to happen. But it was interesting. Baller Bus is a dope-ass page. And um, speaking of scammers, do you guys remember that piece of shit scumbag, douchebag, Richard Hart, absolute fucking loser. 
I called him out on some watches. And he came out and tried to come me, tried to come up Nicholas. Just the fucking loser. And if you couldn't fucking tell this dude was running a Ponzi scheme, a full scam with this shit coin hex and pulse coin or pulse wave, whatever the fuck it is, this dude is going to go to jail. He's on the run. There's, I mean, I think there's almost up to a billion dollars. And it's like, come on, man. And you got so many, it's just so fucking predictable. And people out there are so fucking naive. And that's why, you know, it's like, I say this all the time. You idolize certain people. You put them on such a high pedestal that you look past so many different things. And it's interesting. Growing up as a teenager, Ice Cube was the goat for me. There's been arguments that Ice Cube was a better lyricist than Biggie was. And, and I would would be up for it till to this day. I tell you, he is, those first few albums that Ice Cube was spitting, NWA shit, insane. Dude was out of his mind. Talented as fuck. Where he is today, I don't know. Remember, I was an executive at Priority Records. That's the label that Ice Cube's released every single album pretty much, you know, and the NWA albums and all that. And I got to meet Cube. And he was a fucking dick. I get it. You're a celebrity here and that. Fuck that dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck. I still don't fuck with Cube. And some of the shit that he does now, I don't give a fuck if everyone else has better relationships with him. I've had 40 interactions with dude. His son actually follows me. We're cool. He's a super cool dude. O'Shea Jr., right? But um, Cube's just a fucking dick. The only thing that I respected out of dude was, you know, we were both doing Postmates campaigns. We are both sponsored by Postmates. And, you know, every day he ordered El Pollo Loco. And I was like, damn, okay, shit. That's cool. Other than that, you know, I really try not try to meet anybody I idolize, whatever. Like Michael Jordan, I get that. Cube, not so much. And again, you know, Jordan wasn't an outright dick. I understand, you know, certain things that have happened, whatever, from our interactions. But it just made me look different at him. Same thing with Jamie Foxx. Now, the funny thing is I met Jamie Foxx probably 20 times over the last 30 years. And this is when Living Color was on, when he was going through his, you know, stand-up at times, and then, you know, he became a fucking, you know, Academy Award actor. I always was like, fuck this dude. There's an episode of Punk that I was on that never aired with me and Gabrielle Union, and then he pulled up, and like, I see him more recently in the last few years. He knows me now. We've done things. I just kind of like, eh, I don't hold a grudge. It's not my thing. I'm just like, like, dog, I, you know, you move funny. Anyways, I see Dame Dash is still very active on social media. I don't follow him anymore. I unfollowed a bunch of people. I'm going to start refollowing a lot of people. Just feel like my timeline is dry and it's just shit that I don't really care about looking at unless it's golf. And he's talking about making a paid in full movie part two. Now, I love paid in full. It's one of my fucking favorite movies. And he was definitely a big part, not just producing of how he wanted to look aesthetically a lot of parts of, you know, Ace and, and, you know, Alpo and all them, Rico and all them. But, you know, he says he needs funding for it. I hope it happens. And I know Dame has gone through a real tough time. Whatever shit that happened between him and Jay-Z and Biggs and everything, right? And all the shit. Look, man, that was fuck. It's been fucking, Jesus Christ, it's been over 20 years now. I hate to see Dame like this. And I know he definitely met a lot of big cats during his journey. And um, he helped a lot of people out too. 
And one of them being Lee Daniels, owes him millions. Big fucking director. Huge director. I don't know if he, you know, just needs a hand. I can't really help mother the networks right now, but, you know, it'd be nice. And, and again, I'd love to fucking see another paid in full, especially if it's done right. Not Belly Part 2, which was horrible, whatever. But I didn't really, I didn't really watch anything new this week. Um, nothing that raised my eyes. But finally, Raising Canaan came back. And I'm telling you right now, man, 50 Cent, I'm telling I cannot fucking get off his dick anymore on how well he has done this power series. Okay. Again, BMF, not so much. And that's a, a biography. Raising Canaan, I think, might kind of be part of the shit, but this shit is just done so goddamn well. And them coming back is like, fuck, it's been a while since says season two. Season three, they came in gang banging, and this shit, it went hard, body. I don't do spoilers on this show, but I just love seeing Tony Danza come back from being on one of my favorite TV shows of all time, Taxi. So many, fuck, that show's so fucking good. I'm gonna start actually downloading fucking old episodes. Who's the Boss? Great show. And now he's playing a mob boss, and it's just fucking amazing to see him back on um, TV. Uh, Omar Epps, always fuck with him. He was always cool. I met Omar many years ago. Dude is dope. But yeah, if you haven't seen the new Raising Canaan, season three is out, episode one. Shit is lit. I am playing a celebrity golf tournament today for Meta World Peace. Yes, that's Ron Artest. Um, it's at a country club, and um, it's crazy. My boy Garrett, good, good. He's in town right now. And um, linked up with Bieber this weekend, played some golf. And like, yeah, so I'm excited to see what this tournament's going to be about. But, you know, I had an amazing lesson this past week. And it was such minor adjustments that were driving me crazy, right? I'm back playing P790s, no more cavity backs. I've committed to them. And I must say with minor adjustments, club face, ball position, I am striking my irons right now the best that I've ever fucking hit them. Like I get maybe one or two fat shots in a round now, like the last five, you know, last three or four rounds. And I might get one top or one shank. And it's not really both. It, it's, I'm telling you right now. Now, going a little bit off here and there, cool. Maybe this ain't there, but I'm talking, I'm hitting them straight as a motherfucker. I'm hitting these draws and it's just crazy. You know, every round this past week has been between 83 and 87 on hard courses, 90 when I'm playing 6,500 yards courses out, you know, from 90, you know, from basically from blue tees. If I were to play a Muni course, and I, I probably wouldn't, but I'd fuck around and jump in the 70s. And I say that because, you know, I play with so many people who I play with and they're shooting mid-80s, could shoot a 91, and they're shooting 76, 74. 78 at these mini courses because it's a whole different level of what it is but i'm just not playing easy courses like well why would i like what's the point to stroke my ego like there is no point right but i'm just saying it's amazing what a coach can do for your game now i'm not gonna really get to play golf after tomorrow i'm probably gonna take a whole almost a whole week off and that's gonna suck but it's gonna be good to rest the muscles and and kind of really get back into it deep again after that. And plus the weather's a little colder, so it might be harder. But I'm just trying to take advantage of this 60 degree, 70 degree weather when you know when I can and whatever. But um, subscriber golf was awesome this week. I took three subscribers out. We played around, 
you know, I took care of everything. Again, if you're not subscribing to my Instagram, you should. There are so many different things. I got um, Subscriber Golf coming up uh, December 14th or 15th, I forgot, in Orange County. I got a meetup there coming up. Uh, Mixed by Ali had a um, golf tournament on Monday at my country club, and he invited Eric Lottery down and a bunch of other people. Mixed by Ali is a producer and engineer for uh, Kendrick Lamar and and, uh, TDE and all those guys. But Eric Lottery hits me up. He is one of the hottest, you know, names in, you know, the social media golf space. And he's fucking a great dude. And we had such a great fucking round together. And um, he's been playing golf about the same time I have. He hasn't taken any lessons. And uh, he's breaking 100 now. I think he's really close to breaking 90. And he plays four rounds a week, maybe five. Plays more golf than I do. But we had a good-ass round. Um, it was dope. Videotaped it in a post, I think, on his YouTube and um, I see the, the comments, people are just so fucking stupid. And, and you know, like he's he's there. Like this dude is not about to cap about anything. He has nothing to cap about. He just keeps it straight. And I'm excited to go to North Carolina to play Pinehurst and um, link up with him, my boy Cuff's the legend, and, and uh, my boy Jesus the golf. And again, Pinehurst the legendary and just get some golf out there. And, you know, so any subscribers who are in North Carolina, holla at your boy. Now, my boy Garrett, one of the, you know, co-founders of Good Good Golf, he's out here. We had connected. He's staying right down the street from me. And on Saturday, we decided to, he wanted to shoot for his channel. So we, you know, we played a, a round at Angeles. And the goal was to hit 82 for him. It was for him to shoot three below par. He wanted a 69. And he at one point, he was four under. At one point, I was, I shot a 43 on the front nine. And three of those strokes were inside a bunker on one par three. And he's like, bro, you're good. I was like, no, I'm not good. I'm taking him. I'm riding the strokes in. Had a birdie on on uh, par five. Had a fucking amazing fucking shot from 119 yards out. I stuck it within 18 inches. It was ridiculous. It was. It, I used the back of my putter to tap it in. It was amazing. Um, Garrett really impressed me. He had a 330 yard drive. Absolutely bombing the ball, 60, 75, even 80 yards farther than me. He was hitting his fucking hybrid as far as I was hitting my fucking driver. It, it was insane. But just the the accuracy, how good he was. But there were holes that I parred and um, he bogeyed. And then there's holes that, I, that hole that I birdied on, he parred. It's just kind of crazy, you know, but he had so many consistent shots and um, it was dope. You know, the greatest thing was playing with him a month ago, I played really fucking bad. Then the next day playing with Siwoo Kim, I played great. And, you know, I don't know, the dude doesn't really know me very well, right? We've hung out, we've played here and there, he sees me play, and she's cool, but at one point, I was two over, almost about to finish the round with a 38, and that would have got me at uh, 81. And again, that 81, the stupid bunker shots, you know, again, that's golf, but I'm just saying, you know, I was fucking around looking at a 78, 79, but he's like, yo, bro, I was really impressed. No cap. Like, you really impressed the fuck out of me. So shout out to my dude, Garrett, solid motherfucker excited to play uh at this tournament with him today and a bunch of other people congrats to scotty scheffler team taylor made right he won the hero challenge tiger woods played his first round in what seven eight months or something like that he looks solid out there i go lie and he's about to come back is he gonna win another major i don't know it's just such a different thing like i just think the 
she's there. He's mixing it with these dudes, you know. But uh, you never know with dude. You know, you know, he could shock the world. He's still crushing it. It's uh, he's just got to get back into the rhythm. Now, the big topic of discussion for this whole week is this ball rollback. And it's a big fucking thing. And all these pros are complaining because it, it does fuck up, you know, shit for 65 million golfers who can't hit it as far as the pros do. Now, there are a lot of people who still bomb balls like Gary and all them, but for them to lose 35 yards off their ball, it's a lot. 25 yards, whatever. Now, ain't going to matter so much to me, but, you know, I'm going to take any advantage that I can, any legal one. So, you know, I get tireless balls, right? I don't have to pay for balls. So, you know, I look forward to that. But it would suck if the balls, you know, might curve more and uh, they don't go as far. It's just stupid. It fucks it up for everyone. And apparently, it's really about money with like a few really elite golf courses that are complaining about the balls going too far. Then why don't you add more bunkers? Make the rough higher. Make it harder there. Who gives a fuck if they're fucking, you know what I'm saying? That nobody drives the ball, you know, 475 or 430. And these par fives are already ridiculously long. And some of these par fours are stupid long. So it's like, it doesn't, like it's stupid. Don't fucking punish us. You know what I'm saying? Punish the fucking pros in, in a certain way. Anyways, last thing about golf really is, I gotta say I respect Ping as a brand. I love the way that they do things. They're not about politics. They don't fucking care about the marketing as much. They make very elite golf clubs. They make one of the best fucking drivers. They make great irons. And they posted a live tour player who just won a tournament, DP World Tour um, tournament. Or did he win the fucking Australian Open? I forgot. But they posted on his page. I said, I respect you motherfuckers. Shit's dope. I said, fuck politics. You know? And speaking of putters, I've been using my Ben Baller TaylorMade collab putter. I'll be using it for at least another week, maybe two weeks max. And, it, and it's been working. It's been feeling fucking great. And it's such a fuck. Come on, man. What kind of flex? You come on like, oh, this is my own putter. Oh, it's a custom. No, motherfucker. This is a legit tailor-made putter. You know what I'm saying? This is an endorsed real production model Ben Baller tailor-made putter. So it's dope. You know, while my Scotty's getting something crazy done to it, I can't wait to, you know, post it and show you guys what's up. But, um, you know, uh, that's it for today. You know, 40-minute show, quick. Gave you guys a lot of insightful shit. I'm tired. I got to get ready for this thing. I do plan on dropping something this Thursday. Um, but yeah, I'm headed out to San Francisco with my kids and Jimmy Boy this weekend. We're going to see this Devin Haney fight. You know, catch me and fat ass Jimmy Boy ringside. Jimmy said he lost some weight. We'll see. All right, we'll see. But yeah, catch us ringside. Um, I'm super fucking hyped. My, my kids needed this trip. I need this trip. Journeys. It's been so long. It's been since the first week of April that I've been back in San Francisco. So I'm excited. No golf, just family shit. I'm gonna check out this fucking fight. Come back. Um, Christmas is three weeks away, and damn, I have still not. I have not hit up my set up my tree. I have not got the kids their gifts. I haven't got anybody shit. I told you I'm not really. I'm not big on that. Whatever. Um, I'm gonna create a little Amazon wish list of bullshit items. 
you can and can uh, support if you want to. I don't really give a fuck. I just think because, again, there's people out there I've given hundreds, if not thousands of dollars in, in, in gifts and donations or whatever. If you feel cool, great. It's more stuff for my kids, and that's about it, right? Other than that, man, much love. Um, you hear the music. That's my man, Lakey. And uh, I'll see you guys later this week. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.